Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today we have a new friend, Gabe Perot. He needs no introduction, okay? This man has 1.6 million TikTok followers. Uh, the 160,000, excuse me, let's put some respect on his name, YouTube subscribers, he leads Bible studies, he is unapologetic about his faith, and he is here with us today. So ladies and gentlemen, one time for Gabe Perot. What's up, man? Yo, yo, what's happening? How you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling good. I'm excited about this, really excited about this. So man, let's just jump into it, bro. You recently just graduated Bible college. Congratulations on that. You, um, you've been active on TikTok, unapologetic on TikTok with your faith, talking about Jesus poking the bear a little bit, almost getting banned a little bit. Uh, your YouTube's blowing up. You do Bible studies on YouTube. One of the things we were talking about offline is how there's no more gatekeepers, man, that, that you can be unapologetically yourself uh in this era man so just 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 let's jump into it bro tell us how your experience has been on tiktok how did you get into this space how were you able to thrive on the space yeah absolutely so it's funny actually about a year ago i started up i was laid off from my job i used to work at a political super PAC here in texas and i'd always known that i was called to do something with media like preaching the gospel online in some sort of capacity but all throughout high school i played football and i just kept myself busy and i always made excuses i said oh got this, got this going on. But I finally got laid off from my job. And like everybody else, I was just at home chilling. I was like, wow, I really can't tell God I'm, I'm busy anymore. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> I went out and I used to have, it's funny, I actually have my old phone that I used to have before I did any of this. So I have, I have my little iPhone SE for like five years of my life. Wow. And I went out and I finally got uh, like a, the, the newer iPhone, went to the AT&T store and I started just making TikToks. Uh, my friend told me, hey, he was like, hey, you should get here on this app. Um, it's blowing up right now. And I remember like the first couple of TikToks I made were just comedy stuff. Um, I did one where like I ran out of a church and I said, why some Christians run uh, faster, faster out of the church to the Mexican restaurant than they run to the altar. And I had, I was just, you know, booking it. And then I did the little sound run to the father. And, uh, but anyway, so I started out with comedy and that kind of progressed to about a month after that, I started actually preaching on there. Um, okay. And I, so, so yeah, initially I, it's just kind of skits. And Very then so. trying to be funny. And then you you kind of because because the pressure with TikTok is you want to get on and use it how everybody else is using it. So if everybody's right. like the whoa and the funny stuff, yeah. you, you kind of feel that pressure. Right. But then you pivot it. And, and just just to backtrack, was this a byproduct? You losing your job as a pandemic. So like the pandemic hits you lose you said a year yes. ago. So so it was literally yes. because of all this stuff that happened with the lockdowns and you you lost your job yes. and then it opened up the door for this this great come up jumping into TikTok space. Absolutely. I I mean I literally wouldn't be here if it wasn't for for COVID-19 pandemic. Like not in, at least in the place I am today. Um I you know hopefully I'd like to say that I would have finally obeyed God, right? But like this was getting laid off from my job was the final thing that pushed me out of the boat for sure. 
Wow, that's dope. So initially you hop on TikTok, you're doing skits, yeah. you're trying to be funny, you're kind of using it natively, and then you, you what in what what made you just go, you know what, I'm gonna pivot and I'm gonna jump into just just flat out unapologetically preaching the gospel. Yeah, well what I really realized was like everything else in life, in order to actually get reach, you have to be different, right? And I realized I said everybody else is being funny, everybody else is is just going along with the trends, which are important. Um, but I realized I said like, there's nothing stopping me from preaching the gospel. Like I hit record and talk about Jesus. What's the worst that can happen? So I remember the first video that I really, um, filmed that like actually blew up was probably about two or three months in. And it was like a simple thing about how no one goes to hell just because they're a bad person. Mm -hmm. We know that they go to hell because they denied the free gift of Jesus Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. And just like, we don't go to heaven because of our good works. We don't go mm -hmm. to hell because of our, just, just because of our bad right. works. It's, right. it's faith in Christ. So anyway, so I made that simple video and went to bed and woke up the next day. It was at like 2 million views. And wow. I realized I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I realized at that moment I was like, yeah, there's something here for sure. Um, and so I started thinking about just, just how I can continue every day to capture people's attention with the gospel. Mm. Um, and I, as far as YouTube, I actually didn't start up YouTube till about three or four months after TikTok. I realized okay. how TikTok is super short form video. And I said, well, right. I don't really think I can help people in their walk with God with a 30 second video. I can help inspire them a little bit. But I really realized like the need for longer form content. So I started up the YouTube channel. And then from that moment forward, like I just had the, honestly, I believe it was a revelation and, you know, it was wisdom, you know, like, you know how God works, right? Like he shows you things through practical life. Um, and I, I think it's funny when people are like, God spoke this to me. I'm always like, well, like, yes, he probably did speak this to you, but like, you probably, he probably showed you it on your phone. You saw the analytic or, you know, mm -hmm. you know. Um, he, he works through so, wisdom. You made a really, you make some really good points about that. You, I think you talk a lot about wisdom and, and hard yeah. work and ethics. Yeah, man. And I think, I think what's interesting to me with, with, with regards to that is when we're talking about your generation and you're 20 years old, you graduated Bible college already, uh, your generation, when we're talking about this, this, this interface of TikTok, YouTube content is the most marketed to generation ever. I mean, you guys are always getting bombarded. And I didn't really factor this in until my brother Amen Alex kind of broke it down to me where he was like, listen, this generation is not looking for the gloss, the floss, the, the shine. They just want something authentic. They want something real. real. And, yeah, right. And, and you said you did it on your phone, right? You had an old phone. You finally like, okay, I'm going to upgrade. And, <laughs> and, 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 and there's, this th there's this thing about TikTok where – if it's too polished, it almost won't work. Mm -hmm. Like they want more of the approachable, less produced stuff. And it, and it made me think about, I was listening to this interview also with Mr. Beast and they were talking about how he shoots these elaborate videos that cost millions. He's been spending a million dollars on a video and he says they intentionally shoot them on janky cameras because they want it to look more approachable. Can you talk about that in terms of just as someone as Gen Z, you're younger than me. I'm 36. You're 20 years old. Can you just help us understand how your generation views things a bit different? That you guys don't need the glitz, the glam, the mega church, the flashy lights, the production, the over the top. I mean, it's literally you on your phone, and you're crushing it on TikTok, and you're crushing it on YouTube. Yeah. So I actually, my, uh, if you were to ask me where I want to be in five or ten years, I would actually still want to be making everything with my two phones. I have one iPhone SE. And then I have iPhone 10 that I do everything with. And the main like reason behind that is we want to see stuff that we could make ourselves. So 
when wow. I'm making a video, hold on, my hold, on target- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got, you got to back, you got to back that up. <laughs> you got to back that up because that was a gem right there. You said we want to make stuff that that we're going to see stuff that we can we make see ourselves that you can make yourself. It, it it has to be something you can do on your own. Wow. It it has to be because it, you want to know something really crazy. And here's what most people don't understand about media. It's all about a personal connection. And TV, super polished, edited up stuff is so distant in our world. We are actually, FaceTime is a huge thing for us because it's just, it's the camera opening up. It's actually like me being able to talk face to face with someone without Hmm. any gloss or polish. So TikTok is actually like the closest you can maybe get to a, a, a internet interaction that you feel like is real. Wow. That's and, deep, dude. That's yeah, that's that's yeah. that that's so insightful and so deep because my generation probably has more of that like I want to be artsy fartsy and creative and and you know make stuff really cool. The Casey Neistat generation, right? Like yeah. the vlog, we're going to make stuff look super sick, shoot films. Mm-hmm. And you guys are like, dude, just Give me the freaking phone. Let's just go. You know, that's 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 really insightful. And so let's let's unpack that a little bit. To, to tell me more, like, why do you think that is? Why is it that they because they also aspired to be content creators, low key? Why do you think it is that they want to they want to see something that they can create? Oh yeah, actually, the number one job um, that Gen Z wants, I think it's like some like fifty five percent of Gen Z surveyed wants to be content creators. Um, yeah. So they want they want to see who they aspire to be, um, and and that is why actually they'll connect more to digital Christian creators than a, they'll yeah. ever connect to a pastor, mm. because when they see a pastor, they're they're they know they're not going to be a pastor most likely, right? Ninety five percent of people, but when they see someone who just takes out their phone talking about God, they're like, wow, that sounds like a person I could actually talk to God about. That sounds like wow. somebody I could just connect to. Wow, that's good. So my question to you is, you've been able to take some of this. First of all, kudos to you for being able to take your TikTok audience, some of your TikTok audience, and pivot to YouTube. Obviously, because YouTube's easier to monetize, and, and, and there's some sustainability there from a career standpoint, right? Um, so not every TikToker can do that. So that shows that you have some depth. And to, and you have, a, I mean, a 10% conversion. That's actually really good. You have 1.6 million, 160,000 subscribers. Those analytics are, are sharp. And I'm not saying everybody on your YouTube is from your TikTok or whatever, not to, not to do it like that. But um, what I think is also interesting is that you on your TikTok pull people from TikTok to in-person gatherings i see you constantly promoting stuff in the dfw area uh there was this really cool tiktok where you're like guys i'm in dallas and i found this abandoned uh what was it like an abandoned tunnel um, yeah it was an abandoned tunnel you don't want to go there but you want to be here tonight (laughs) and you're like so tell me that so tell me that so when you're doing stuff in person how is the conversion there like are you are you guys drawing crowds to these bible yeah. studies is it connected to a local church because that's my yeah. next question is how can the local church help facilitate the next generation of creators like you but before we get into that tell me about like pulling people from tiktok from youtube into real life gatherings i think that's so dope man because it's so easy to just like kick your feet up as a creator and be like ha i made my gospel (laughs) jesus content quota for the day and i'm out right but you're like no no we're gonna get together we're gonna study the bible how has that been like pulling people from the internet into real life 
Yeah, well, so to give you an example, um, you brought up the DFW event. I preached at a church on May 19th, so two weeks ago. And um, they're uh, just like a local church, small church, actually. And I preached there about four months ago when I didn't really have a bunch of time to promote it. They only gave me like a day's notice or something like that. And they ha- we ha- I think we had about like 20, 20 kids maybe. And mm-hmm. so this time I had like a whole week, which to, to most people, you're like, you only had a week. But to me, a week is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about promoting things. But if you promote something like two outside of something, especially yep. for like something easy people can get to, they're going to forget about it. But mm-hmm. so I was given a week and I promoted it. And I kid you not, I think we had like 40 to 50 kids come up. Um, wow. Get like, sixth grader came with his mom and he was telling me, he's like, I, I saw you on TikTok and my mom wasn't going to let me go, but because it's a church, she brought me mm-hmm. here. And like, it was really cool. It was really cool. I would say I, even my, even the local church that I attend, actually people mm-hmm. are hit me up and like, Hey, what church do you go to? I'm coming with you. And I've even seen um, like seven or eight people come to like even my local church that I'm not even preaching at um, wow. just from the app. So Obviously, like compared to 1.7 million people, it hasn't been like a 10% conversion rate, like right sure. now. But sure. it, I, I have seen real numbers on the ground because of it. Are, how is your local church that you're a member of supporting or partnering or shepherding this platform you have? You have, I mean, bro, you have more reach than your local church. You have more reach <laughs> than mo- most local senior pastors, let alone youth pastors. What is the what is what is that dynamic like being in this ecosystem of right a local church but also having this massive influence online? Yeah, to be completely candid with you, I love how my local church understands their purpose, which is to be the local church. Mm-hmm. And in the body of Christ, we're all called to different things and purposes. And it's on both sides of the sword because it's not just my church, but I would say it's 95% of the churches in America. If you were to tell them about the opportunity to reach young people, if they're being honest, they'll tell you this. They'll say, that's great. That's lovely. We care about that, but we need to attend to our local community. And when I first heard that from churches, I was, it, it, it made me be like, are you kidding me? You should guys should want to invest in this and pour into this right. and, yeah. and do all this. Right. But I, I learned, and this was this was the wisdom that, that I'm thankful that God gave me. He said, Gabe, that's not necessarily all of their purpose. Their purpose mm. is what I've called them to. Mm. And God spoke to me. He said, I've called you to evangelize and to do what you're doing. Mm. And so I, I, that clicked in my mind. And I said, oh, I get it now. So then I started thinking, how can I help local churches get people in their community to go to their church? So um, as far as like the partnership with my local church, I have pastors that I submit to, mm-hmm. um, multiple not just one or two um, text the text videos that I've made, um, talk to them about it, ask them questions, um, and those such things. And then just anybody that is like around, I, I tell them about the church. But it's it's two different purposes, I would say, and and we know each other's callings, and we kind of stick to it. So, yeah, man. I mean, in, in my case, I I was early on doing a ministry in I was seventeen going to a big mega church and we started a ministry called the vessel of hip-hop and we were leveraging music uh we had we would have a dj we would have a freestyle session this is like eight mile time it was probably way before your age but it was like even eminem came out eight mile and so he would do like this entire gathering and we were getting like 80 kids uh, every Thursday night, I was working at Pizza Hut at the time, so I was able to get like free free pizza, jam pack the room out, and it was super dope, man. And when the local church, unfortunately, this local church found out, uh, they were just kind of like, 
yeah, this isn't really our vision. Like, this isn't who our church is trying to reach. And I didn't quite understand until I got older, man, that a lot of this is the demographic of 8th to 12th grade isn't a huge demo for churches because they don't um they're not they're not going to give a ton of money like it doesn't make sense on a on a spreadsheet to invest <laughs> a ton buzzer. of money right that that <laughs> so 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 it's like dude they 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 see this entire emerging opportunity with TikTok with YouTube with um with all these different ways to to reach young people but does it make sense to pour resource into this because say we got a ministry, say Gabe goes super duper hard and Gabe is like pushing DFW. Everybody feel like you can look at the analytics and let's just say there's, I don't know, 10,000 people in DFW that follow you on TikTok, And let's just say 500 of those, a thousand of those people start showing up to your local youth group. Right. And, or you guys start a service or whatever that's going to cost them more then it's going to generate in revenue, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be facetious or trying to be mean and say that all churches are like that. That's not my heart. Right. Um, but it doesn't always make sense on paper when you look at how you could evangelize, how you can reach. And we were just, we were doing open mics, we were doing concerts, we were throwing events, and we would always pull a great crowd. But it, 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 it can feel more like a drain on um on the church than an actual blessing to the church and like you said the church is there and it has a function and a role so i always kind of had this tension between like the arts and media which tends to be naturally more evangelistic like if you're a creative person if you like media if you like music if you like culture you're naturally going to be more evangelistic and tell people about jesus right you, it, that person is less likely to be and this is no disrespect to anybody but that person is less likely to be like a theology nerd right that's just like always in the in, in, the, in the scriptures on theology oh, and reading goodness. systematic theology that person is going to be more likely to like have a have a, a desire to reach people far from god but it's it's an interesting intersection on how to connect that and how to empower young people to pull people into local churches because that's ultimately what we want we want people in local churches so they could get discipled shepherded taught up in ministry um so that's dude that's so cool to hear that your church is supportive that your church is covering you that your church is is holding you accountable um and 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 that you went to bible college what what was the heart behind that was it was it just something you were already passionate about going to ministry or like how did how did that come into the equation absolutely well you brought up a good point. Like ultimately the in-person is where people can actually get discipled and really their life can get fundamentally changed to God's glory. Um, so I actually went to Bible school before I started any of this online uh, ministry, but in high school, I used to hold Bible studies every week and we would hold them in our public high school in the library of our public high school. So for me, I just always knew I was like, man, like I'm going to preach. Like I don't want to go and go in business. I don't want to just go make a bunch of money and live like a basic life, a boring life. Like I, I want to see people go to heaven. Like, um, and so I, I just knew I was called a Bible school. When I was looking for Bible schools, I, I, I wanted a Bible school that was a good foundation of the Word of God. I know a lot nowadays are great with the Holy Spirit and you know, great in different directions. I didn't want a seminary. I, no one, no one. It, I've talked to so many people that graduated from seminaries and I'll just be straight up honest with you, right? I love them. I love their heart for God. I love their dedication. But as far as my heart for evangelism, I, I find it very hard pressed to see people getting saved once I tell them about all the academics of God. Like, mm. that's not a thing. Like, rarely do people get saved when you talk to them about their, like, here, right? It's here. It's got to be in the heart. Um, 
So, and I just knew that. So I said, well, so I was looking for Bible schools, found one here in Texas, loved it. Um, obviously, you know, you never agree with hundred percent with everything about a school, but, um, I love the school here and love where did, the, where did the you end up going? The, uh, yeah, the, the Bible college, KCBC. KC, it's a two year school in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. So yeah, and I just got my associates biblical studies. Um, and then I focused in youth ministry. So got it. That's, that's so cool, man. And so here's the thing that I appreciate. And we have folks in the chat that are TikTokers, MA doubles in, in the chat, Nelson Hills in the chat. So we got folks that have some TikTok followers, got some clout. Um, and, um, the interesting part about TikTok in particular is that you have to respect people's attention spans. You oh can't just you, you can't just pull up and think that because what you have to say is important that people are going to rock with you. <laughs> so you have to every frame, every second, every the opening attention getter, getting them to rewatch the video. It, there's a degree of you got to respect people's attention span or it's or it's not going to. It's not going to work. Whereas like the YouTube generation seems like it's more about clout and like so you just watch certain people because you watch them. TikTok, you could have a million followers and flop. Your video people can don't flop. Care. People don't cares. care. So talk Nobody about that. Cares. Talk about that. Um, talk about that. Like the 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 re- respecting people's attention, like Absolutely. because you you have so much stuff thrown at you. There's always a new fire Netflix show. YouTube's popping. You got you got IG reels. You got to respect people's attention, and 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 I I, I want to go deeper on this, but I want I want you to unpack it as as someone as Gen Z. Well, you know it's funny. God gives grace to the prideful. No, He gives grace to the humble. And I don't care. Yeah, you can hit that again. Period. And and I'm telling you, I've I've talked to so many. It's funny. I'll just be honest. I've, I've talked to a lot of pastors and people in ministry who. Um, I've been able to, to connect to and they ask me about TikTok and all these things. And it's 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 always the same thing, right? They film and when they film the TikTok or whatever it is, the video, they say, well, I have a good message and, and I don't want to shorten it down. So if people want to listen, they'll listen. And, and, I, and I just bluntly tell them, I said, I say, no, they won't. Like it, you have to humble yourself and understand someone scrolling through their phone most likely doesn't know you. Like they, they don't care what you have to say. Like you haven't mm. done anything for them yet. Right. It's, <laughs> you must, you must provide value to people. Come on. It's not about people following you. It's yeah. not about, it's not about people giving you something. How dare someone get on an app and expect people to give them something. Come no, on. Bro. Like Ruslan, the, the reason why you do such a great job, first of all, this guys, this guy will post four YouTube videos a day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do four TikToks a day, but my man's is out here doing four YouTube videos a day. That's wild, first of all. Second of all, you provide value to your people. You yeah. update them about the news. You, up, you give them debates. You talk about yeah. tongues. You talk about yeah. this Bible. You, know, you yeah. give them juicy stuff, right? So yeah. you can't just go on TikTok and be prideful. No. So I absolutely – I don't know if you've seen some of my TikToks. But I mean yeah. people yeah. all the time tell me. They're like, hey, you talk way too fast. I'm like, no, I don't. Actually, if you were to say one thing I'm working on, it, it's actually to talk faster. Come on. Um, with every single new video that I make, it's how can I get this out in a quicker way? Come and that's on, just because dude. you must always be improving. Can I tell you – Something I, I really love to do every day. Um, recently, I've taken a little bit of a break. I've I pushed myself really hard this whole year with Bible school and ministry at the same time. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I'll just be honest. I needed some rest. But as I'm starting back up, I wake up every day. I'm thinking, I I you got to act like you have no followers. You got to act like mm, you've done nothing. Come on. Nobody cares about what I have to say. I must hear God's voice every yeah. day. 
I must say what God needs to be said and I must do it his way. And if I don't obey him today, it won't work out like it needs to. Yeah. My past of how many views I've gotten, I mean, TikTok, it's funny. I think it's like 200 million views. Mm -hmm. But you know what? None of those views count for today. They're all gone. They're all done, actually. In fact, people have already probably forgotten half. 75% of the things I've said, people have already forgotten. Yeah, man. That's, dude, that's that's so good because I think... I call it I call it disruptive value. And what I mean by disruptive value is you have to care about the things that you the people you're trying to reach care about. You have to care about what they care about. So if you don't care about what they care about, how dare you feel entitled for their attention? How dare you feel that you're so important or you're so handsome or you're so pretty or you're so cool that they, they, they're going to reward you with their most valuable commodity, which is time. their time and attention. Time. So I think, I think that's what I love about your generation. And what I love about TikTok in particular is you really have to reverse engineer the entire equation. You have to say, yes, the gospel is the most important thing ever, for sure. Jesus is the, the most important message that anybody will ever hear. However, I have to respect where someone's at and I have to pull them and I have to add value by whether it's a current event, being funny, a cool effect, a filter, something, and then pull them into my ecosystem. So it's almost like from a marketing standpoint, it's almost like your TikTok is your top of funnel. It's your, it's where you catch your widest nut and then your YouTube and then wherever else you, you want to get them to, you, 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 then you're then pulling them into your YouTube. And then on YouTube, obviously, again, it's easier to monetize on, on your YouTube. And, and, and so and I think TikTok's starting to monetize now. So that, dude, that is so good. And I, I appreciate you saying that. Um so so in terms of the, the folks here, you said fifty what was the percentage? Fifty four percent of Gen Z wanna be a creator or a, a influencer of some kind? Yeah, it's it's I think it's a over half um Gen Z was polled and like their mo- their highest occupation that they aspire to be is a content creator. That's crazy. Out of that, out of that, only point oh oh one percent will actually be able to do it. So I want to talk to that. I want to talk to to potentially bridging that gap and that and that but, point one. How yeah, to be, how yeah. to help them? Go go ahead. Yeah. I'll, go ahead. And jump well, no, in. I was just going to say I, I was only I was just going to say point oh one percent will will end up doing it, but it doesn't have to be that bad. It it's it's very much so possible, and it's a lot smarter to do than a lot of other other stuff that they're doing. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. So I want to get into you, some. You go. Yeah, I want to get into some, some some real practical advice for folks. So, so guys, stay with us. Give this video a like if you're finding it valuable. Um, I want to get into some, to some really practical tips we're going to give you guys on in terms of how to build out stuff, how to b- bring your audience uh, maybe to a different platform, monetize, that kind of stuff. Because you do, you do a great job promoting your merch too, by the way, which I was like, dude, Gabe is sharp the way you were dropping your merch, the way you can pull people from. Because you were, you were dropping videos on your TikTok about merch and about your YouTube that were still getting hundreds of thousands of views, which is very, very, because that's, that's the video you would flop on. It's like a sales video, right? Yeah. And you were crushing it there. So before we get into some of the tactical stuff, Let's talk about this tension that we all fall in as Christians, where it's not our job to police the world, right? It's not our job to walk around as like the moral high ground police. Uh, and I and I always reference First Corinthians chapter five, and you guys are like, what is First Corinthians chapter five? First Corinthians chapter five, if you haven't read it, it's about drama in the church, a dude sleeping with his stepmom, written to the church of Corinth, which is a lot similar to America. And Paul more or less says, hey, you guys got this wickedness inside in, in, in your church. But 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 don't don't be concerned with what's going on in the world. Expel the wickedness from amongst you in the church. Like be consumed with what's going on in church instead of trying to judge the world. So however, 
we also don't just go with the flow and and don't say anything when the world's acting wicked right there has to be this this balance there and and um and so talk about that first of all because th- th- there's this expectations of christians to, to like turn up and like go crazy at the world or to just completely not say anything and 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 while we know you you quoted a statistic offline earlier. I mean, how many Christian pastors are looking at porn? How many folks in church are sleeping with their girlfriends? How many folks are living sexually immoral in church? And we're not even calling that stuff out. You know what I mean? So so unpack that a little bit, and then I want to get into poking the bear of social media and and how and some of the cons of of this. Yeah. Well, first I'll say with it's funny, and you know you you, you brought up a good point. We're not called to police the world. We're not called to police the internet. Uh, if you disagree with another YouTube video or another sermon or like another thing, I, I love watching like other YouTube videos that criticize because there's just so funny how some of, I think so many times we wake up thinking God has now given us the calling of policing the internet, policing Christian internet, even at times, right? Like no one, no one has that calling. You know, it's funny in this, in this book, in Ephesians, in this fivefold, fivefold gift, I don't see YouTube police. I don't see Christian police. Come on. Like, it doesn't exist. And, and, and you know what, to be completely frank, I think so many of these people that want to criticize another thing, whether it's a Christian or even the world, I think it, it, it's, it's because they're, they're mad that the other person is getting the reach they are. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. If God's not in it, it will fall at some point. And God doesn't need you to help it fall. Like, Come on. Come on. Especially separate of an actual immoral thing that happened. Right. Like, right. right. Obviously, we know actual scandals of immoral things that have happened. We understand it's important to, to, to talk about that. Right. right. But right. if you're just disagreeing theologically with another person, you, right. you have no grounds for causing them to stumble. Yep. Even if they're theologically yep. wrong, you have no grounds. Um, and then, and that's just even to say in the Christian church. And now we're gonna talk about the world and, uh, you know, the little Nas X stuff and, and all that. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll be honest. I use those topics to, or I use those names or the news to talk mm-hmm. about the theme mm-hmm. of whatever it is the theme of, whether it's pronouns mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, LGBTQ or salvation. Mm-hmm. And then I'll talk about the theme of the Bible. So mm-hmm. honestly, it's to get people's attention and then talk to them about how the Bible relates. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I really intend to never, you never want to throw people in the dirt, which is sadly what a lot of people do. Have you then faced some some degree of backlash, not necessarily from the audience of TikTok, but from some of the actual platforms? Like, because I saw a video where you were talking about potentially your TikTok yeah. getting banned. You created a backup one. Um, you were kind of poking a bear with, with some of the pronoun stuff. Talk about that. Yeah. So actually, it's funny. My TikTok that I have now is my fourth TikTok that I've made. Um, so I had three other TikToks that each had like 600,000 followers. And um, and there were times when they would just be completely taken off the for you page, wow. which is basically, yeah, which is basically like if YouTube took you off the recommendation pages, yeah, well, it would that's kill crazy. your channel. It yep. would kill your channel. Yeah. So, um, and, and, but I've been taken out of the creator fund now on TikTok two times, twice. Really? Uh, and you started yeah. over each time, made us in creator <laughs> yeah. fund, they pulled you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, it's fine. You know, God's my source. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not worrying because of what their actions, but at the sure. same time, it's a very real thing. Okay. Um, I, I was on, a, I was even on a live stream uh, one time and I said, if you're confused about your gender, check your equipment. It's not that, it's not that deep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I explained it to these, cause honestly, man, these, I'm telling you, it's a bigger thing than we've realized. 
Like, yeah, I, I didn't realize how big it was until I started seeing folks mention me on Instagram. And then I would like, I'd click on it and it would be like, love Jesus. And I don't want to get demonetized, but love Jesus and blank boy or the, the, the girl, you know what I mean? And I was like, huh? I'm like, wow. So these folks are following me. They are identifying as Christian, but they're also identifying with something else that's yeah. really interesting. You know what I mean? And so I was like, this is real. This is really interesting that now this is a, a, a conversation in in the church almost. You know what I mean? Like, or or or, or should be to some degree. Um, and so, so, so basically, what you're saying is that TikTok has penalized you in some in some way, shape, or form. Has there ever been a conversation directly with them? So no, here's the crazy thing on TikTok. They are such a huge company with so many like content stuff. I'll be completely honest. I'm not big enough for their attention. Um, and that is with 1.7 million followers, right? Like um, actually a buddy of mine who um, actually we, we just got an apartment together. You probably know him, um, Big Nick. Um, he's, he's awesome. Shout out to Big Nick. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I think he's actually at the gym right now, but I'd go grab him if I could. But uh, it's pretty cool. He, he actually just moved here from California. But yeah, he's verified. Yeah, we were supposed he's, to hang out on, on um, right before he left, and we just couldn't oh, coordinate it. He lives right by my parents, dude, like literally down the street from my parents. My sister no way, was like, yeah. you know, Big Nick, I just saw him down the street with his Tesla. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's that's super funny. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm cut, cut he's awesome. No, 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 you're good. But he's so he's verified on TikTok. And actually, mm-hmm. we, we joke about it. He can say stuff that I can't. Mm-hmm. Because, because he's verified, they give, I don't know, like they give him a lot of leeway. Um, and, but, but for me, I've gotten so many videos taken down and live streams taken down, um, and accounts shadow banned and and all that good stuff. Thankfully they're still up. So they haven't completely taken me off, but what I was talking, I was talking to David Wood the same night that, um, the same night I was trying to hang out with, with, with Nick and we weren't able to figure it out. And David, was it David Wood? I think it was David Wood. So on YouTube, I'm sure you know this, they, they create this like partner program where then you get like a rep that reaches out to you at some point. For Mike Winger, it was at about 200,000 subscribers. And a, and a rep on YouTube, it becomes like your contact person. So if you ever have any issues with the community tab or, uh, you know, the community guidelines or anything like that, you now have a human that you can you can tap in with that could help you if there's any issues content wise. And so what he was telling me was what, what David Wood was telling me, whose whose channel got demonetized, X seventeen, is he was saying, you almost gotta get so big where you're too big to be deplatformed. Like you almost yeah. gotta get so big, get verified, have your rep there. And then once you're once you're at a certain audience level that you pretty much make yourself uncancelable and untouchable right and so if right. you look at um if you look at folks like and I, and I don't mean that i'm not trying to like drop shade on this dude's name but if you look at like a brandon tatum who has 1.5 1.6 million subscribers i mean he can say some wild stuff yeah. on his platforms and there's 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 little recoil he may get a video demonetized but there's little recoil because his audience is so big and david wood told me the mistake he made was when they reached out to him to bring him into like the hey you have a rap creator program he turned it down 
And so when then they started messing with him for demonetization and demonetize his whole channel, he had no way of, of fighting back because he, he relinquished the opportunity to kind of get in good with them. Right. And so I think I think it's, it's there's some degree of probably with TikTok it's the same. It's the same way. Right. But but do you feel censored? I think that's the question that I have for you, because I'll be honest, I don't feel censored on YouTube. However, I'm also just wise. Like I'm not going to make a video right. and put that in the title. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, like <laughs> like I just did a video on Demi Lovato. I didn't put something like that in the title. I didn't put alphabet no, yeah. people in the title. Like I intentionally yeah. am, 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 am shrewd. And Jesus said, "Hey, be innocent. Be as innocent right. as snake as snakes. Uh, excuse me. Be as innocent as doves. As shrewd as snakes." So, do you feel there's a degree of censorship happening to you, Gabe? Whether on YouTube or on TikTok? Because again, 1.7 million TikTok. 160,000 subscribers on YouTube or do you just feel like you just kind of got to navigate within certain parameters? Honestly, you made, you brought up a really good point. You got to be wise. And actually I'll be humble and just say this. I probably should not have said the things that I said on the live stream if I wanted to keep that live stream being on a platform, right? Like Mm. it it goes both ways because ultimately I could have worded it in a wiser way that wasn't that way so that it wouldn't have gotten taken down. Now, that being said, there's still a line, right? Like we don't want to always say that. And then all of a sudden we water down the gospel. Like we need to make sure like we're still preaching what we need to preach. But also it it is like their, their platform, right? Like I didn't have anything to do with creating TikTok. Like, so, you know, it's like, we do have to, we, you brought up a good point. We do have to be wise. I mean, there's titles that, that I'll like change up like um, the words. I mean, I did one video about sex, teaching young kids mm. the truth of it and, you know, God's truth. And I spelled it like S-E-G-G-S, stuff like that. Like just, mm. you know. So. Yeah, you got to be shrewd. You got to uh, be shrewd. You got to be wise. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I, think th- I think that's good, man. I think, I think there's wisdom um, in how to navigate and what and how to talk about certain topics and but also not compromising and not lying yeah. somebody asks you a, a very direct right. question you got to be you got to be truthful i think what i appreciate about you gabe is i say this on my channel a lot is i say as christians we should be known for uh what we're for and not what we're against and I think yeah, I if I look at the at the macro of your content, if I look at your if I, just looking at your YouTube, looking at your TikTok, by and large, you're known by the things you're for, not by the things you're against. And I think that's just a good rule of thumb for any creator, like whether you're a Christian, conservative, liberal, whatever. Don't build your audience on being the polarized because it's actually easier to do that. It's, it's easier to be the call out guy, to be the false teacher guy, to be the heretic hunter guy. It's mad easy to do that, right? But if you build your audience on what you're for, <laughs> then I think you're you're way more likely to sustain that. Um, and and I think you've done a good job of that, Gabe. Like just keeping up with what you're doing. I'm like, man, you know, you're not afraid to go and poke the bear occasionally, but you don't make your entire content off of poking the bear no. and being that guy. So kudos to you. Um, do you want to chime in on that before before we move on? Because I do want to get folks to, uh, some 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 practical game. While no, uh, that's just here. that's just a good word. And I think it's something we can always examine in our life, right? Like we always need to humble ourselves and realize that we aren't perfect and there's no fivefold ministry gift for for exposing the false prophets like we don't need that uh, we don't need more of that you know if it, god's not in what someone is preaching it'll fall yep. come on that's a bar <laughs> it don't need god don't need your help honey boo boo uh, he don't that's like, a bar y- y- you're not that so that's a good one. yo gabe i'm not sure if you know this man over 40 percent of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed so if you're watching this right now you're finding value from this hit the subscribe button and the bell notification and while you're there guys 
Give this video a like. It helps a ton with the YouTube algorithm. Okay, now back to my conversation with Gabe. Um, Gabe, let's let's give people some practical game. There's going to be a lot of your folks that are watching this. There's going to be a lot of my folks that are watching this. Uh, they, okay, I get it. You got to respect people's attention span. You got to be truthful, but you got to be known by the things you're for, not just the things you're against. Um, you know, what practical advice could you give someone that maybe got a little bit of momentum on TikTok, or maybe they're just starting? What what what's some game you can give them? Because by the way. I'm not good at short form. So this is also me asking, like trying to learn from you. My TikTok, I grew to like 30,000 fairly quick. And then like, I just like hit a wall and it is like nothing was moving, you know? And so yeah. I, I, I want to be in the short form side, but I also want to be where I'm flourishing. So what's some just practical tips, tricks that you can give folks in terms of like, especially creators, Christian creators that want to be on TikTok, whether they want to overtly preach the gospel or whether they're Christian rappers and they just want to kind of get their music further out there. What's some practical game you can give them? Absolutely. So I would definitely say, you want to use TikTok to promote y- your YouTube. So if you're going to get on TikTok, get a, get a good YouTube too. Um, because people just watching like a 10 second video, they're going to forget about you. So the way that you use TikTok is to promote whatever else you have, whether it's music, YouTube, merch, I don't, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to do with what you want to have. That's first off. So all the videos, however, though, whatever it is you're promoting, you can't put that at the front. So mm. you, the front has to be something that will catch their value. So, for example, um, the first three seconds, I mean, you're literally thinking, how would you feel scrolling through your phone, going video to video? What would stop you? So, and you just got to be really quick. So, I, I mean, I literally, I'll hit the timer, hit the button in like the first three seconds. I'll say something like, this is the true story of the time Jesus healed a foot in my high school. Watch it until the end to find out what happened. Boom, just like that. Like mm. immediately getting them, okay, I'm going to stay here on this video. So, and that's if you're a talker, if you're, if you're a singer, just honestly stand out, be different. Be quick. Um, use use trending sounds. Sounds are a mm. big deal for sure. Um, if you, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll just give you guys a hint. If you guys see me use a sound, it's trending. Like it, it's gonna, it's working. I don't waste time. Like, I, like I'm not gonna waste a video. If you see a big, big creators, always know why. Uh, we know why we got here. Follow us. Like mm. it, at least in. Like, it's okay. Also, here's the thing that people get wrong a lot. Sorry, there's a fly flying around. I'm trying to hit. People are like, oh, I don't want to copy someone else. That's good. You don't copy, but you do understand what works for other people and then follow the trend. Um, so in that you don't go word for word, right? But like understand what works for other people. Um, so yeah, I would I say if I, you see someone else on TikTok that does well, yeah. think about how they're getting there and then think about how you can emulate it if you can. I think what what what's so good about that is if you see someone else on TikTok that's doing well, figure out how they got there. I think what happens with a lot of folks, whether it's YouTube or TikTok, is that they don't spend enough time on the platform and respecting the platform before they get on the platform. So folks watch one or two of my videos, maybe they'll watch one or two of your TikToks, and they just think like they can just do it. And it's like, Bro, I spend so much time watching YouTube videos and paying attention to what, why I'm watching this, what's clicking in, what, what's the point. And I think uh, a lot of folks don't respect that. Like, I don't think folks really understand why am I here. And if you want to get popping on TikTok, dope. Are you consuming TikTok videos? Like, are you right. figuring out, tic- like, really figuring out the platform? I encourage people, um, my buddy Nick D, I'm not sure if you're familiar with who he is. He has a song, Fine Apple, that's number two on the Spotify viral. He'll be on the channel tomorrow talking about some of these same ideas. He's a rapper, 
But one of the things that he's done is just go crazy viral on TikTok, right? And and I tell people like download Nick's videos and watch them frame by frame and pay attention. And I would say the same thing. Download your videos and watch them frame by frame and really immerse yourself in whatever platform you want to be on, right? Because because it's all about ultimately it's about grabbing somebody's attention with something they care about, pulling them in and and maintaining their attention for retention. And and even better if you can get them to replay the video, that that that's even better. Where I think we don't we don't respect people's attention enough. I think we really just feel entitled mm-hmm. to do that. And so I, I I appreciate you saying that. Obviously the trending sounds so I would say guys if you are watching this and you're a creator, you want to preach the gospel, you want to build a business, be following Gabe on, on TikTok and really be paying attention to what he's doing, how he's doing it, why he's doing it. Uh, and I and also like what you said, I mean, it just go back to what we talked about earlier. It's that top of funnel and then bottom funnel is going to be where you want to take them to, right? And for you, you're talking about YouTube. Um, I usually go YouTube Patreon for me because I could like get more access to people. I've been, I, don't, I actually would like to hear your, your thoughts on this. I'm watching this little documentary on YouTube called The Parasocial Problem with Live Streaming. And, uh, and it's all about how it's a one-way relationship with influencers on live streaming. So it's like, you know, they feel connected to you by hanging out with you in your studio. And, you know, sometimes I'm eating and whatever. And I've intentionally done stuff like Zoom calls with my audience, right? Just so that I can know their names and know some of them, right? Uh, and you meet up with people in person, right? So it doesn't just become this one-way relationship. It's actually a two-way street where, granted, you're not going to know all 1.7 million of your TikTok followers. <laughs> but I'm sure the people in your area you, who may recognize you in public, who may pull up to your speaking engagement, will, will, will be more... Um, will be more connected to you, right? So is, is do you feel like do you feel like that's helpful for you as a creator? So it doesn't just become this like these numbers that are just looking, but that no, these are real humans. These are real people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talk about talk about that a little bit. No, yeah. I'll i I'll never forget. It was actually a year ago when it first clicked in my mind that what I was doing was was reaching like real people. Cause you get used to I'll be honest, sad this is sad, but you get used to just seeing the numbers. Um it, it is a number on a screen. So seeing the people in person changes everything. It puts so much more responsibility. I work way harder knowing that like somebody's not going to hell and I can see their face. You know what I mean? Like that makes me like, all right, time to get to work today. Um, so, I mean, but I'll never forget. It was a year ago. I was downtown Fort Worth and I was um, going to this one convention and I'm in the bathroom and some kid recognizes me from the back of my sweatshirt. And while I'm in the bathroom, he's like, is that Gabe from TikTok? And I'm hey. like, no way. Um, and it just clicked in my mind that I was like, wow. And he was, you know, a couple hours away in Texas and it just clicked in my mind. I said, these are real kids that have real problems that, that it it is, it is reaching people. Wow. That's so good, man. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Um, any final words, final thoughts, man? I, I, I I feel like this is a really good conversation. I feel like we added a ton of value to people. Um, and, 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 it wasn't too long. We respected people's attention. We got we got a lot in here. Um, do you have any yep. final words before we jump into a couple questions? I know a couple of you guys have some questions. Um, if you got a question, drop it now because we'll do maybe a few minutes of Q and A, and then we'll get out of here. But do you have any final thoughts um, on this topic, media era that we're in, everything that's going on right now? Honestly, I would just say my biggest thing is to everyone: be willing to change and never think you've made it. 
always be willing to change, always be willing to adapt and, and humble yourself and just tell God that whatever you need to change in your life, whatever you need to adapt, whatever he wants you to do, be willing to go after it. And if you have that mindset, I think I think a lot of things in life will, will be easier. Pastor during Sunday service, which has a predominantly college age congregation, shared stay off social media. Stay off social media is why you struggle so much. There's a fundamental way that works. Thoughts. There's a fundamental way that works. So he's preaching people to stay off social media. Uh, it, it's why you struggle so much. There's a fundamental way that works. Interesting. How do you feel about that? Uh, how do you feel about that? Gary? That's a that's a loaded question. Well, one, I'll say this: a pastor can can say that, and uh, I, I just don't think people are going to do that. People are going to be on social media. Like they're going to connect to their friends. They're going to go to Instagram. Like I, I don't know, man. Like, you got your I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna say some real honest now that I've been thinking about for a long time. Pastors think they have, like, they think they can control people's lives. Like, they listen to you once a week. I'm sorry. I love my pastors. Like, I love them. I like, but it's it's like you thinking you're just gonna preach a sermon, telling people to get off social media. No, that's not gonna work. Like, they're gonna be like, anything, yeah, good idea. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or even, or even, honestly, honestly, they'll be like, yeah, amen. I'm gonna do that, and then they'll get on it the same night. Like. It's just it's it's where people's attention are. Like, I'll be honest. I think TikTok is a burning fire. Like, if I had kids, I wouldn't want them to be on TikTok. Mm. Like, honestly, but yeah. we're gonna still use it to get people out of the fire, right? Like, mm. it's the same thing with like any anything evangelistic in life. It's like, well, they shouldn't be listening to rap music. Well, no, it's like rap music's okay. It's just what, the way that we use it's it. The so content, social, yeah, exactly. So social yeah. media is isn't isn't evil it's just how you use the tool it's like Come on. people could say that about money right well money's evil okay how'd you eat this morning like yeah it's yeah, well, the love of it what is dope about tiktok and youtube is you can very easily curate your tiktok and youtube experience to be just stuff you want to see so when we tell you guys like like this video share this video it's because youtube is paying attention to what you're liking and yep. they will push. So, like, if I open up my YouTube, it's primarily everything I want to see. When I open up my TikTok, it's primarily everything I want to see because it's paying attention to what I'm engaging with instead of um, sending me the most viral videos on TikTok of thirst traps and whatever. I primarily see Gabe and Amen Alex and Trey Little and all my homies like that that are Christian <laughs> creators, right? So I think that's so. I think it's ridiculous to assume that that like that's the issue. No, the issue is mismanagement of time. The issue is poor yeah. stewardship. It, there's other issues. Social media can be a great tool, just like you said with money, or it could be a hindrance. I don't think it's either or. Um, okay, we're gonna do one last question and get out of here. Uh, he's uh, unknown tactics said. He said, do you think Christianity is more trendy and fashionable in Gen Z than it is spiritual and about the Christian rock? I think it's the opposite personally, but I would like to hear your thoughts on this, Gabe. Is Christianity more trendy with Gen Z? No one follows me for my fashion. Uh, <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, no one no one follows my Instagram because I, I, I look the best or the most trendy. Like, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm just like a hobo, but it, no, we, we, they want God. They're hungry for God. It's just like every other generation. I don't know. Yeah, because because they're they're, they're they're more likely to grow up in a divorced family. They're more likely yeah. to grow up with some form of mental illness. They're more likely to grow up using the technology. Imagine kids that like always had iPhones. 
Like, that's a wild thought. I remember life before iPhones. I remember life before social media. Imagine always having smartphones and always being able to access the encyclopedia of the universe from your phone at any given time. So these kids have always had this, and 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 they're going to see the world through a different paradigm than someone that's 35 plus, like me. And I, I think, in my opinion... Especially when you see stuff like call-out culture. Especially when you see stuff like Preachers and Sneakers. I just had Ben from Preachers and Sneakers on, right? You see these things, and you I think it's the total opposite. I think these kids don't, don't care about how fly your kicks are or how expensive your clothes is. They're tired of being marketed to. They're tired of being, f- like, finessed. I think millennials, maybe. Maybe you can Millennials, maybe, yes. Yeah, yes. Like, like millennials. But, like, we really, like, we really don't, like, we don't care. If anything, if, like, if you're extra with it, it turns us off. Because we see through things when, like, people puff themselves up, like, their, those power trips and all that stuff. It's just, like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? We'd much rather, actually, the Instagrams that, like, we love are, like, the ones of, like, like stupid photos. Like, up close. <laughs> like, zit, like, face zits. Like, just, just whatever. Like. <laughs> Charlie D'Amelio did not go viral because she's some like super amazing manicured girl. Like she's a very normal 16 year old. Now she's different, but um, she was a very normal person. And that's why people loved her. Um, yeah. Not saying whether she's right or wrong. Nobody come at me for that. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. That was a great way to end it, bro. Uh, guys, Gabe Perot. Hopefully I said that right. Thank you so much for doing this brother. Uh Follow him on TikTok if you want to if you want to engage with Gen Z. By the way, uh, these kids are going to grow up, man, and they're going to be the leaders of, of this world. So why not engage them? Why not tell them about Jesus? Why not give them wisdom and, and give them the answers so that the world doesn't? So I'm, I'm grateful for you, Gabe, man. Um, I'm grateful for what you do here on YouTube. Thank you so much for having this conversation. Uh, any final words before we get out of here? Likewise. No, I'm, I'm really thankful for you guys. And I'm thankful that our generations can come together and we're not fighting a different battle, right? We're all trying to spread this gospel and we're all one in Christ. And I'm thankful that we can all be united and, and see that. So thank you, man. You're awesome. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. Remember, if you found this valuable, give it a like for the algorithm. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed to Gabe's channel as well. And I will see you soon. Kingstream Entertainment, Bruce Lawn. Hey, thank you so much for making it till the end of this video. If you found it valuable, please consider giving it a like and subscribing. Also, you can check out one of the other videos related to this that'll be over here or check out more of my story. Now, I got to tell you about a free training I have for anyone that is an entrepreneur, a creative, an artist, or just generally looking to get into the YouTube space, but maybe you are unsure on how to find your voice, how to find your niche, and how to create predictable success. I have a free training. Find your YouTube niche training in the description of this video. Check it out. I promise you, you will find it valuable. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you, and I will see you on the next video. Joshua the King came down and bore it all. Yeah. Conversations front of the fireplace. All of my mistakes out of wire race. Wanna operate at a higher pace. Birth pains causing the body to dilate on a first name basis with the worst pain facing. Holy smokes, you made it through the entire episode. Shout out to you. Probably means you're rocking with what we're doing. And again, we ain't got no sponsors on this show and I'm going to keep it that way. But 
What you can do to keep it sponsor-free is consider signing up for our King's Dream Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Best way to get a hold of me, best way to hop into a group Zoom call, and the best way to partner with what we're doing here. Help us create more stuff just like this. Thank you for listening. Peace.